The Scoop is back to celebrate the new year in the liturgical calendar with the sermon from Associate Rector, the Reverend Colin Brown, which he preached on the first Sunday of Advent. The Scoop features Sunday sermons, musical offerings, stories from our congregants, and so much more, right from the open doors of St. Martin's in Brookhaven, Georgia. We are grateful for all of our listeners and hope you enjoy this episode of The Scoop. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Please. So, Happy New Year. I haven't gone crazy. Well, maybe, but not about this. Today is the first Sunday in Advent, which marks the first day of the liturgical year. You may know that the church observes a three-year liturgical cycle during which we read through just about the whole Bible in our Sunday scripture readings, minus some of the more inconvenient parts. So when your friends from other denominations accuse Episcopalians of not reading the Bible, you can rebut them by saying, well, actually, we read just about the whole thing every three years or so. So today, which is the first Sunday of Advent in 2022, marks the first day of year A in the liturgical calendar. So Happy New Year. And I don't know about y'all, but I always face New Year's Day with kind of mixed emotions. On the one hand, I get a little bit maudlin about the year just passed. I think about the opportunities that I missed about the times that I chose anger or resentment instead of love. I think about the fractured relationships that remain unmended and the resolutions from last year that I didn't keep. But on the other hand, New Year's Day also brings with it a kind of expectant hope. Maybe this is the year that my sister and I will reconcile. Or maybe I'll carve out more time to just be with my kids instead of rushing them off to one more obligation. Maybe this is the year that I'll finally run that half marathon. Probably not. Maybe this is the year that I will live more fully into the person that I know that God has called me to be. But that I don't don't always have the time or the discipline or the wherewithal to be. And I think the same thing happens in the life of the church. As we enter once again into the season of Advent in this new year, we look back over the year just past. And we mourn the people who have died in the past year. We mourn the relationships that remain unmended. The opportunities missed. But we also look forward Maybe this is the year when pledges will finally exceed the budget and we can concentrate more on mission and less on money. Maybe this is the year when fractured relationships will be reconciled. Maybe this is the year when COVID will really, truly, finally be over and we can just stop thinking about it altogether. 
Maybe this is the year when we will fully live into being the outpost for Jesus that we were called to be. As we enter this new year, we look back with gratitude and maybe a little bit of regret. And we look forward in expectation and hope. And all of our scripture readings for today on this first Sunday of Advent speak to this hope with which we enter the new year. The prophet Isaiah writes that in the days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest of the mountains and shall be raised above the hills. All the nations shall stream to it. He envisions a day soon to come when people will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. When nation will, shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. In other words, when God's house is established in its rightful place, conflict will cease. People will convert their implements of violence and destruction into tools used for growth and cultivation. Battlefields will be turned into gardens and peace will reign. And then in his letter to the Romans, which is one of the most profound theological works in Christian history, the Apostle Paul tells believers that now is the moment for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. The night is far gone. The day is near. Imagine what a word of hope that must have been for a church that found itself beset on all sides by the forces of domination and destruction that were part and parcel of life in the Roman Empire. And then in the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus spends most of chapter 24 giving his disciples a litany of signs that the current age is coming to an end. He's told them that they must endure great suffering, but that he will enter into that suffering and will make all things right. And when we pick up in today's reading, Jesus tells the disciples that not even he knows exactly when this inbreaking will happen. He reminds them that they must keep awake and be ready. I think it would be easy for us to hear all of this talk about alertness and readiness as cause for anxiety instead of as an invitation to hope. God knows that millions of Christians throughout the centuries have done just that, using fear of not being ready to coerce people into getting saved, as though saying the right combination of words about Jesus will guarantee you a place in heaven. Remember those left behind books? When I was in high school, there was this kid that I was, I was friends with him, but he had this shirt that said, in the event of rapture, this shirt will be vacated. <laughs> Not sure why you have to go without your shirt on, but. <laughs> but I don't think that anxiety is the intended response. I don't think that Jesus' admonition to alertness is meant to cause fear or cause us to live in a state of perpetual vigilance over our fitness for heaven. I think that Jesus is telling us to keep awake and to pay attention because he shows up in the places where we least expect to see him. 
And he knows that if we're not paying attention, we might fail to see him. If we're not paying attention, we might miss seeing Jesus because he comes not as a loud, conquering hero, but quietly, like a thief in the night. He shows up in the long line of cars waiting for food out here on a Saturday morning. He shows up in the form of a guest who slips in a little bit late and sits on the back pew, the one that we're nervous to say hello to at the peace. He slips in across the southern border of our country under the cover of night looking for a better, safer life for his family. He comes in the form of a drag queen who confronts a shooter in a nightclub and prevents more of his beloved children from being killed. Jesus tells us to be ready, not to cause us fear, but to remind us that hope breaks into the places where we least expect to see it. Jesus tells us to pay attention, not because he's coming again in some triumphant cloud, but because he's already here. And he wants us to join him, beating swords into plowshares, one by one. And so as we embark on this new year, keep awake. Be ready to see Jesus in people and places that you least expect. And when you see him, join him. Because the night is far gone and the day is near. And hope is breaking into the world all over the place and turning it upside down. Happy New Year. Amen.